Yesterday was a very funny day for me. It started from Thursday. You see, last week, Tuesday, last week, I fell ill, but I kept trying to do hard man. Once in a while, you need help. Say, I need help. I did that hard man read Sunday. I nearly collapsed in church, but nobody knew. Nobody was aware. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when I got home on Monday, I told God, I said, okay, I know I'm not going this way, but this thing is not comfortable. I'm not comfortable anymore. Are you hearing me? No, don't, don't, don't think I didn't get drugs. There's something about my life that is strange. I got drugs. They were not working. I changed them. They were not working. But by Thursday, I was in church. Many people who were watching me didn't know I was nearly collapsing while I was talking. But when I go home, by the time I woke up on Friday morning, it was gone. Hallelujah. Then a new story started. And I suddenly looked for what to eat and I couldn't find. You know that carelessness because you are preoccupied? Do you understand me? Yes, sir. I call some brethren. Thank God I have brethren. Yes. See, you are, you are alone if you don't have brethren. Be there for one another. It's very important. I didn't put it on one person. I just called a few of them. They answered me. And here I am today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for many things. I'm grateful for brethren. I have people. You have people. Believe me, the worst thing that can happen to you is not to have anybody. When you don't have... You see that thing that walk in your brain telling you, I have God. Is enough. God will use people to reach you. Why do you think most of Christ's ministry was spent in talking about mind how you behave towards your brother? Then it's important. I didn't say I'm nice. Many people here will record me as being the harshest person they've ever met. No problem. But you are still my brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we want God to water the word of God in our lives, the promises, and they must come to pass. Amen. Yes, you are Oh, my God. 
He is the Lord indeed. Open your mouth and tell him he is the Lord. Because I don't know what happened, fell inside the next compound. And I kept knocking for those people to open the gate. They didn't. After a while, I asked myself, the time I'm here is when I should be listening to God. Sir, beg, shoe, compound, neighbor, all of Nakari, go. I went back inside and God spoke to me. God will speak to you today. Amen. Let me tell you the nature of what God spoke to me without telling you what He said. I was in Melugri one afternoon. I went out and I was coming back. And God said, I want to tell you something. I said, yes. He said, get out of here. I said, it's all right. You're asking me to get out. What is the, where is the means for getting out? What? I was broke. Are you listening? And God said to me, fine. What do you need? And I listed them. I was walking. Pay attention. I was what? Three days later, he gave me everything. I had to leave. When I left, four days later, Melugri came under fire. So even though God was getting me out for my sin, for my sin, I was still giving him headache. Church, am I talking to you? Then one day I was in the village after I had gone home because he told me where I was going. He told me who would take care of me. Listen, for every stage of your life, there's somebody who will take care of you. If the person fails, God will replace them. Did anybody hear me? When I got to the village and it was my mother's stone to take care of me, say my mother's stone. <laughs> then one day God woke me up and said, it's time for you to leave here. I said, okay, where am I going? I wanted to go to different places. I told the story. But he told me you are coming here. I said, prove it. Why am I saying you should prove it? I know Pastor Joshua. Hello? I know him. And I didn't want to come to him. I won't lie. So he proved it by telling me where they were, where I've never entered before. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, okay, send me the means. I think a week later, Pastor Joshua called me. And this is what he said, without knowing what was going on. He said, if you don't show up here, I will never call you again. I said, yes, sir. Did he know what was going on? Talk to me. And I just had a friend of mine call me that same evening. He said, uh, I sense you have a need. I said, I don't have a need. I want to travel. He said, how much would you need? I said, whatever you said. He sent me 15,000. I came here, box up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, yesterday, a word like that came to me again. 
and the kind of excitement in my spirit are trying not to dance. But you will hear what will cause you to dance. Amen. Yes, you are the Lord. Yes, you are the Lord. If I see anybody come here with high heels, he will tell me what he's planning to do here. Some of you now go dance with high heels. But if I see anybody standing like rock, me and them will have issues. I'm the only one permitted to stand like rock. The rest of you, you must wake up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's open to Luke 15. I want to thank God for the Bible reading this morning. It spoke to me a lot. But that's not what we want to dwell on. Luke 15. I'm going to be reading from verse 11. We are in our Bible discourse. Therefore, I beg you, write down something. It is very, very important. What you will hear this morning, you may never hear again anywhere. Luke 15, from verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that faileth to me. <coughs> and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fail and fill his belly with the horses that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hands servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. I ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And put the ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, 
and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. They will begin to be merry over your life. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called, which we will do next weekend by God's grace. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the fatted calf, because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out, and he treated him. And his answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Praise God. Before I delve into the matter, I beg you to understand. I'm going to be drawing some conjectures based on scripture. But I beg you to have an open heart. Therefore, I bring you a message title. God does not pay salary. He gives inheritance. God does not pay salary. He gives inheritance. Today, we'll be delving on the introduction as God will help us. After that, we're going to get into details, nitty-gritty, point by point. That is why it is not a charismatic message where you pray and shout. I beg you, write down something. Praise the Lord. So let me start like this. The parable is not about repentance. It is about the kingdom of God. Hello? Church, hello? Second thing I like to correct is that the word steward and uh, sorry servant and the father said to his servant is not servant. The word there is actually steward because you need to know the difference between being a steward and being a servant. Is anybody understanding me? Hello, church. Hello. Stewards are people you put things under their control. They manage it for the other. Are we together? And they earn a salary for that is basically their what managers. Praise the Lord. Sometimes if you go to a business place, there are people who serve the yoga so that they can get an inheritance. Abi? Then there are those who work there. Am I correct? They manage the place, they are paid in salary. I don't know about some of the business. I don't mean where you buy and sell a tampa. I mean real businesses. Are we together? The owner has to employ a manager or a salesperson, as the case may be. But the salesperson cannot inherit the shop. Neither can they receive settlement. I don't know. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? Because perpetually, they also receive salary. Do you get the point? Now, in this parable, God separated his kingdom into two. There are two kinds of people. There are sons. Uh, there are women, when you hear the word sons, you know I'm talking about sons and daughters, right? Please don't make me be going up and down. Praise God. Then there are sons and there are what? Stewards. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Church, hallelujah. Amen. Why is that important? You see, many of us, even in our Christian life, believe that the more I come to God, clap my hands, live a righteous life, um, holy, God will settle me. He will pay me, right? Yeah, you will never agree you are doing that. But of course, you know I'm right. If you don't agree, I know I did that. I thought that all I needed to do was be holy, be righteous, and then God will be giving me what I need. But experience has proved it's not so. Am I correct? In fact, those who are righteous seem to suffer more than the Gentiles. Hello? Did everybody hear what I was saying? Yes, sir. Okay, fine. You don't want to agree with me. But this is the truth of the matter. It's the mindset we carry. That the more we go to church, the more God will take care of us. Then we find out that the more we go to church, it doesn't seem as if God is even taking care of us. Talk to me. Yes, sir. Don't worry, you are not blaspheming against God. The point I'm making is, until you change your thinking, you will continue in that evil direction. Okay, let me show you two things. There was a younger son. How many of you know that Joseph was strange? Do you know that in his father's house, he doesn't follow the sheep to the field? Hello? But he manages the brothers. <laughs> Somebody wake up this morning. When God is taking you, you will not follow sheep to the field. Amen. You get it? Yes, Let me use another analogy. When Israel was in Egypt, right? Are you getting me? They do labor, bricklaying. Hello? If they don't do bricklaying, they don't get the ration of food they will eat for the day. They don't drink the water they need for the day, but they do the labor. But God was taking them to a place where there was already food, fires, they will manage it. They didn't have the mind for it. Hello? They were to go from laborers to administrators. Mm. I know I'm speaking too many English. Let me change it. They are to go from um, um, day labor, messing, from messing. That, that is before you eat, you must do messing. To managing people who are living in houses, collecting rent. Hello? There was a problem in their thinking. It's not their grumbling that kept them in the wilderness. It was their inability to change from labor to administrator. Mm. Did you connect? Yes, sir. Oh, God. Only that problem, God said, okay, I need a new set of people. How did he raise them? He gave them manna without their working. Let me show you what Jesus said. He said, anybody who is used to drinking the old wine of labor, come on, your parents told you if you don't walk, you won't eat. Why is everybody pretending? Yes, yes, yes. If you want to eat, you must walk. Go and carry with No, I'm coming. It's just a change of thinking, nothing else. It's not that hard work is evil. Please pay attention. Try to understand where I'm going. But while they were in Egypt, they were used to work, labor. When you labor for 40 years, let me tell you a secret. It is not the kind of labor that allows you to acquire. Mm -hmm. You don't acquire. 
In fact, the only thing you are encouraged to do is have children. Why? Your children will enter the same labor. But when you have inheritance, as you walk, you acquire. Okay, let me use the obvious example. The difference between a businessman and a teacher is that the teacher receives the same pay for years. Enough to eat food, feed children. Sorry. Praise God. But a businessman has hope that his business will buy a house, buy a car, increase, multiply. But am I lying? But can a teacher increase, multiply? Why do you think oh God? There, there was statement to that. We are coming. But there is. I came here and they were telling me about the man who was having problems. I said, people are not thinking well. A civil servant, 35 years, retired and started business. Where does he work? He doesn't have the mind. Anything you give him, he will suffer. Because he's used to chopping salary. When salary comes, school fees. They will divide it, keep the transport code. When you give him money to do business, as he's selling, you'll be using it to pay school fees, house rent, transport. Does business increase up? Do you get the problem? The problem is not you. The problem is not simple. The problem is your mind. You see that prodigal son? It was an administrator. The foolish brother was always going to the field. Forgive me. I don't see that part the way you see it. The idiot is the other brother. Your father owns estate. You are following laborers to the field. You didn't catch it yet. Why did the son know I own property? Because he's an administrator. It's only an administrator that knows what the father owes. Hello? Yeah. Why do people be praying? Not teach us what we need to know for where we are going. Hallelujah. I told you that one of the reasons I came here is to learn to manage people. I have learned to manage resources. I served the man in business for 17 years. Unsettled debate. Went to school at the same time. But one thing I never knew how to do was manage human beings. And for what God is taking me, I must manage what? Human beings. So you see, my training was not complete. That's why I came here. And I'm, I know I didn't do a good job. Maybe, but I got a pass. All I needed was what? Uh, yeah, in your opinion, I had experience. But me, I got what? I don't hate myself, will you hate me? I must hate myself. But are you understanding me now? You see that one you call the prodigal son? He was always in the house. It's his job to tell servants what to do. It's his job to go and collect tax from the stewards. What is the tax? According to Jewish law, 20% of profit from what the master put under their care. 
is it in the Bible? Remember the parable of, of uh, the wire. Do you remember? He said, and he sent his servants to go and collect. And he said, those servants are prophets, apostles, ministers of the gospel to go and collect. Abi, talk to me. Yes, sir. But he sent them away. He now sent his son. Let me show you the difference. People who focus on ministry don't know the God they are serving. Ministry is useless. You don't go to heaven because of ministry. If I'm not here, somebody else will be here. Why do you think I I don't I don't entertain people who think they are too important in ministry? For me, you are ignorant. You don't know anything. For you, ministry is not important. Anybody. See, oh, God can touch anybody like there is to be service, right? And something happened and I'm not around. Somebody will teach this message. But he will come to church not knowing that he will be the one to teach. So, when did you become important? Do you get what I'm saying? Ministry doesn't make you relevant. Talk to me. Sonship is what makes you work. Now, but let me show you another aspect of that story. Because the son is an, an administrator, like Joseph. Remember Joseph? And the father said to him, go and check your brothers and give a report. And the Bible said he used to give evil report about them. Adi? Which means it doesn't work. What does he do? They will come and count the sheep. And they will be very angry. They will be what? Hello? And they will go back to the father and say, The sheep in Judah's care, no one that Judah was very, very angry. 200 are missing. Bro has sold them to do rocks. Yes. Even though it's his father's property. Are you aware? The same thing the prodigal son. Now Jesus was talking. Why do you think? The prodigal son was always at home, giving the father a report about his business. That's why he knew what the father had. And he demanded for, for it according to law. Are you aware? Yes, okay, let me show you another thing. Because the son was administering for the father, that's why when he was away, the father would always go to the road and be looking for him. But they had another son. May you not be the one God looks away from him. You see, the son was not useful to the father, but he felt he was doing well. Labor does not in, does not in any way impress God. Talk to me. You have another son. One got up and left. But you miss the one that left more than the one that is present. Why? Because that one doesn't do anything. Parents, am I wrong? Uh -huh. You are acting now. We are in church. Nobody wants to say, I love this one better than the other. There are children that when they leave the house, you are uncomfortable. Don't lie now. There are children that when you are leaving the house and they are there, you are okay. But if they are not there, when you travel, you'll be thinking, who knows that why I will carry my house? My life. There is one small pretense going on. Don't pretend. Just 
accept the truth. So the father missed that first son because he was not a laborer. He was always giving the father a pause. Are we together? Now, the question is this. The second son was a son. I mean the first one. Was he not a son? The Bible says and the man had two sons. Abi, he was a son. But he was a son that had the mindset of a laborer. Are you with That's our problem. Talk to me. That's our problem. You know why it is a problem? Let me go to what the first son said. All my labor working for him, you have never given me a kid to do party with my friends. But this your idiot son who went away for her sense. He has sense. But he went away. Come on. Let me, let me show you clearly what I'm saying. Uh, if I point anybody, I'm going to be in trouble. So let me use myself. Let's say, I'm, no, no. The trouble will not be with the person I point. It's with the children. You cannot give clear example. If you have, if I have two sons, and one of them is useful to me, two of them wrong me the same wrong. Eh? You now be quick to forgive one than the other. Yes. <laughs> it's easier now. <laughs> if I call anybody, I mention the children specifically. I'm in trouble this morning. The children will wait for me outside. Praise God. But you get what I'm saying. Hey, hey, I'm not asking you to be Christian about it. I'm asking you to be real. You will forgive one faster than me. Because you need that one. The other one you can. Hey, you can get up. Am I done? Praise God. Relationship with God. The foolishness of the first song is why he didn't know that if you want to eat, you pick and eat. Because it's your father's property. When it comes to you, there is no accounting. You get it. Let me show you the nature of Jesus Christ. You know that he sent his apostles. He said, when you enter the city, you will see a girl carrying water. Abi? Hello? Hi. Now, follow the girl. She will come to a house that has upstairs. Tell the owner of the house that the master, say the master, wants to have his Passover feast in your house. Did he tell the man before? Look up. Look up. Because you read your Bible, I don't know what you are reading. Did he tell the man before? Did he tell him, come Passover next year, I'll come and eat it in your house? He said, tell the man to make preparations. Because I will eat my Passover in this house. If you know what Passover is, you will know it's not a cheap feast. So the preparation was what? Expensive. Did he care whether the man had prepared or not? Talk to me. Hello? Did the man go and prepare? Yes. Because the person asking him is his son. Hello? Just an eye opener. Abi, are you getting it? Now let me show you the qualities how God treats the son and will steward. God does not check the nature of the steward before handing over property to him. What does that mean? You see those people you call wicked Gentiles? 
Hello? They are stewards. Most of them will never be saved. Is anybody connecting to what I'm saying? Do you get me now? That is why your quarrel about their behavior does not impress God. God, I thank you. Say, I thank you. You remember what I'm saying? Some of them are in church. I don't care. They're in church. And you are like, these people don't behave well. They are wicked. They are this. They are that. Yet, they control resources. Abi, it is because God doesn't care about their behavior because they are stewards. They are not sons. Did you get it? But a son, even in his father's house, must serve until his character is complete. But what is the difference? When the steward is serving, he gets salary. When the son is serving, he doesn't get salary. You get it? But let me show you another place where Christ was talking about it. He said, do not have the mind of a hireling. A hireling. Who is a hireling? Somebody who works for someone so that he will be paid. He said, don't have the mind of a hireling. Because he said, when a lion comes after the sheep, the hireling will do what? Running. But when a lion comes after the sheep, the son knows that the property belongs to him. So what does he do? He fights. He said, God, the sheep. One of the combined service I was talking to, and I said, teachers carry schools inside them. Hello? But in the day of service, they sound like hirelings and not like sons. If you read the book of Ephesians, the Bible tells us clearly, whatever you do, do it as unto the who owns the inheritance. Is it not God? It doesn't matter who the person in charge is. Taught this thing in church. I don't care who is running a business. The owner is who. If you cannot settle that thing in your mind, you will continue having problem. How can you owns a bamboo? The owner is who. Are you are you connecting? And when you are serving the owner, that you see. God is watching you. If you sound like a hireling, you treat you like one. No hireling never enters inheritance. That's why when they are something like a hireling and acquiring, say acquiring, they can never seem to make use of it. It's not, it's not, uh, I confess, <laughs> can't you can't make use of it because you have the mind of the world. Did you read Luke 16? The parable of the unprofitable servant, steward, right? Was things not put under his control? Abi, you know that when he went and did that once, where he said, You are only 50, right? Pat? You are only 100, right? It, it wasn't Jesus that converted him, it was his organ. Wow. Luke 16, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Verse 5. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors 
unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, <coughs> A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then said he to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and write four score. And the Lord, do you notice a small L? Eh? Which means he's a guy. Commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of life. What was the ogre commending in that man? The mindset of him and owner. Did he catch Why did he commend him? Did he not do a dishonest thing? That's your problem. Christians. You are caught up in morality too much. You know that God is not moral. Are you aware? He didn't eat the fruits. You are the one that ate the fruits. And he told you not to eat the fruits so that you stop having problems with morality. Wow. Jehovah help us. Amen. Let me see it again. The Lord commanded him for having the mind of an owner, not the hire. Even though he was being sacked, he was creating space for himself. And I'm not the one that said it. If those words were written by who? Jesus Christ. Abi? Yes, sir. Abi? Yes, sir. So quarrel with me at your own expense. That's your concern. But he now said in their generation, which means, hello, let me let me small. Which means that people of the earth are wiser and children of the light because children of light will gather money and give a retired civil servant who doesn't know how to do business and you go and waste it. But children of the world will never do that. And Jesus called it what? Wisdom. You will get sentimental, emotional. I came to one of our brother's shop. I saw an old man. I said, what are you doing here? He said, he came to learn trade. I said, what were you doing before? He said, he was working. Say working. And he sat down. But after he finished working, he came to learn trade. Did everybody get that? Because he found out that all the years of his working can't give him inheritance. He had trained his children, but he wanted to leave once. I think it wasn't up to a year he went and started his own business. You remember that man I'm talking about? No, God will. You don't remember. Praise God. I don't know how far with his business, but the point is, I told him that day, this is the best decision you can ever take. But when a man finished working at the level of, let's say, head of department, earning, let's say, 200,000 a month, are you hearing me? Yes, sir. You take all, at the end of prof, let's say, 400,000. You tell him to go and bend down and learn trade from a businessman. He will start telling you how many degrees he has. Prof, am I talking? But your degrees cannot give you inheritance. He will start telling you the rubbish he knows in his workplace. I used to tell me you are a buffoon. Nothing work. 
Whatever anybody puts in your hand will turn to dust. And it's not Satan. You don't have the mind. It is this thing that causes people who call themselves consultants. Why does a consultant need your money if he knows what he's doing? They will now organize what they call training seminar for civil servants who are about to retire, teaching you nothing. When they finish teaching you, you now come out and say, with my brain, failure. And he said in their generation, their wiser than the children of what? Light, you, me and you, born again. Until you have, listen to what Christ said. He said, when they drink the old wine, it's difficult to convince them to drink the new wine. Well, have you met a senior drunkard in the village before? Yes, 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 yes. me and you will know what All these holy people, the Lord will help them. Now, there's something about senior drunkards. When you bring fresh wine, they will wait. That's why they usually say, bring uh, 50 liters, 100 liters, so that nobody can finish it. Now, the remaining one after two days, say two days. In fact, if that fails to ascetic acid, they will now wire us out. You know, put some, some back with the same side. Then what will not come out to be dangerous to your stomach in that side? And that is where they will now come out. Put it down. And tell you, not if I can make It is now that it got done. No, I used to see that. What? I'm not a senior drunkard. Don't look at me like that. Praise God. Jesus said, when somebody is used to labor, it is difficult to teach him administration. He said it's difficult. He didn't say it's impossible. But he said it's what? Difficult. He said it's like wine skin. You know, wine skin that you used to pour old wine inside, it is hardened, right? Because old wine does not expand. But he said, when you pour new wine into old wine skin, it will tear the wine skin because it expands. But new wine skin still has ability to do what? Expand. So that's why if you buy fresh family, you don't cover the mouth. Everybody now is acting like they don't know Pam. Pam wine. <laughs> Stop being too holy in church once in a while. Are you afraid I'm reporting to God for knowing Pam wine? You don't cover fresh. But after a day or so, you can cover it comfortably. Because if you cover it, if you have not blown the gallon, when you come to open it, it will enter your face. But here's the point. What is the wine skin? Your mind. Have you ever wondered why God said that with some of us, for our restoration to happen, He has to give you a new heart? When you were praying, you didn't understand. Let me show you something. Saul was a worthless human being, King Saul. I want to change your thinking. So that he prayed a right prayer and saw praying rubbish prayer. Saul was what? Worthless. He was so worthless, the father doesn't consider him important in the house. That's why when Jackie is missing, they tell him go and look for it. Because if he stay five days, seven days looking for it, no problem. He's not useful in the house. He was just called for nothing. 
of God chosen. May your office not enter you when you are not prepared. Are you now understanding what I'm saying? So what did God do? Can actually what God do? Someone finished prophesying of him. The Bible said when he talked, say what he talked. God gave him a new heart. He had a new mind. He became different. So much so that he wasn't talkative again. When the uncle asked him what happened with Samuel, he said nothing, just told us where the ship is. You need a new heart. You never be understanding. That's the difference between the steward and the son. Now, when I was talking, many of you began to understand where your problem is. Am I correct? Hello? You began to understand where your problem is. But it's not enough to know your problem. I told you what the solution is. Stop thinking to take another 20 years, you have suffered enough. If you have faith, God can pour your heart to me. But let me show you proof. Let me show you what will happen. Listen to me. When your mind is stoned from salary, let me use the language you understand fully, but the actual truth is from a steward to a son. You change in behavior. It shows in change of behavior. A salary, no. A steward likes people liking them. A son doesn't care. Did you get that? Hello? Salary and I like sleep or liking them. In case the money is not enough so that they will see where they will go. Okay, you are not agreeing now. Everybody is not acting for me. But a businessman doesn't care who likes it. Have you noticed that? You've not noticed it. Well, they don't care who likes it. That's two different minds. So when a salary and the businessman is talking, both of them cannot make sense. Because the the salary earner is looking for who will like them. The businessman is straightforward. You don't like me, there's a way well nearby. You can enter. Let business ones. I wait to help. So you will change in your behavior. When a salary earner earns money, they pay monthly for a shoe they cannot afford. They will put down 20% deposit and deposit every month for five months. But they will start wearing the shoe. By the time they finish wearing the shoe, is dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm being serious here. But a businessman will only buy the shoe when he has more than enough. Your behavior will change. Young women, hello. Most of them think they are CEO. That's why I know the person who has the mind of the steward and the mind of the son. If all the money you get is to buy glamorous pancake, browser, phone, what have you, you are still, you are still young, you are still foolish. Praise God. No, 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 no. Listen to me, Mr. Manny. Let me tell you something. This nonsense we sold our children makes them believe they are young for them. Something happened to me at the age of 14. Are you getting me? I did things I didn't know I had ability to. I managed people, yes, roughly. You know, when a small boy has mental authority, talks rubbish. Why do you think I understand when I see a child misbehaving? I can only meet me, 15. I'm running a pharmacy with 12 staff. 
None of them is my age. All of them are older than me. I'm running a gas place with nine staff. Still, nobody is my age. When I enter, they start giving me reports. Because my uncle will hand over and travel. Not travel for a week. He was starting his business in Abuja that time. So he would disappear three months, four months, and come back. I found out that I had ability I didn't think I had. They will not know it until pressure comes. Did everybody understand? Sheltering children doesn't help them. That nonsense of you are still young never helps anybody. You are not preparing them for the wicked world outside your coverage. My father had died. I didn't have cover. I witnessed everything firsthand. Which is why I was telling a brother a few days ago. I said, I used to need and tell God, thank you for the adversity I suffer. I won't be who I am without what I went through. Now, most of us are raising children like boiled plantain. You know, the right one that you boil, when you pick it up, it's good like this. Praise the Lord. They can't handle stress. They cannot handle assignments. You cannot commit anything into their hand. You know the most irritating thing. You tell the child, go and do this. You keep coming back and telling you. I went, now listen, just listen. If in, in 19 year old, you tell him, go and buy um, clean detergent. Abby, yes. and I went to the first shop. You have clean? No. He came back to you and said, they said they don't have. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Most of you are pretending. Most of your children do that. Then he come back. You're not telling him to the other shop after that one. He went. Be hearing you. Be listening. He went. Uh, do you have clean? No. He came back. Mommy, they say they don't have. You are in trouble. It's okay. Go back and buy Omo. He now went to that one, that one beyond. And went there and they say they don't have Omo. He came back and told you. Then it's okay. Try that one. You are a fool. You be better. Something's wrong with you. That's what you are raising. They can't run an errand successfully. They are 14, 15, telling story. You have issues with Praise God. The world out there is more wicked than you know. How else will they learn to take a stand if they don't know how to take a stand now? Pastor Joshua sent you a <laughs> he said it one day when he was teaching. He has been doing this uh, teaching. He said, when he was talking about who was he mentioning? He, was, he said, and they will not send you around. You don't come back to solution. You come to tell them the problem. He said, I will deal with you. You don't come and tell person just one the problem. Make sure you already have a solution at hand. Am I talking to somebody? Have a solution. Pastor tells you by 2 a.m. that you should wash your suit and iron it by starting by 5 a.m. But you don't come back and say there is no more. First trouble. Second trouble, why you were washing the took light? No, no, it doesn't happen. You're not connecting to what I'm saying. 
it does not you go and sleep knowing that by five you will give him the suit. Suit fan, no shit. If it didn't happen to me, I would be telling you. I finished washing that suit. I came and stood by the door. She was doing it like this, right small. I'm throwing it to drown. He was sleeping. But of course, my joy was he will travel. <laughs> Stress will be reduced for days. So I was so happy. Oh, ah, uh, say shoot, no trouble. When I finish, I put towel, no light. I put her on top of the stove. That is gas cooker. Put cloth on top of the stove and sat there. You don't tell him there is a problem. You tell him the solution. That's how to train men. When women raise men, they learn how to cook in them. But they don't know how to take decision. Thank you for that comment, not every woman. Amen. But do you get what I'm saying? I'm not talking in context of women per se. I mean, if you raise a man like a woman, are you getting it? They don't know how to take decision. How can a man, 26 year old, that's why women are scared. When you want to marry a boy, say a boy. Yeah. And he's telling you, let me ask my mother. <laughs> no, not about the marriage thing, no. Before you love him, right? But he's to take decision about something. He's not telling you, let me call my mother and buy her. If I were you, say if I were you. Take off. That that's not the man, that's a boy. My mother told me something. Bring the woman you want to marry. I will not tell you what I said. Why? She said, You are the one that will live with her, not me. And my mother, very strange woman. Did she go to any of our children's house? First day, second day, third day, I'm going to be doing one car. I'm going home. I said, What did you go there to do in the first place? I can't stay. That's how she raised us. Do you understand? Mama was alive. I wanted to go to the degree in the head day when trouble was going on. I told Mama, Mama says, okay, but your mother must have in front of her. I called my mom. I put it on speaker. Mom, see, I found She said, Man. See, her. I'm thinking of going to the degree tomorrow. She's okay. How long have you stayed? So I'm thinking like a week or two weeks. Does your mother in Kaduna know? I say yes. She said, go in this. Where am I going? For you, your child tell you is going to be a man. It's going to be a man. Pray and fast. To make him not go. Men are meant to take risks. Praise God. Hello, church. Or you raise a woman that wakes up by 9 a.m. A woman. Ah, <laughs> you see how old I am. Before my sister, that's why I was grateful she got married. We have money. We want to employ people to fetch water. My sister will say, For what? Is your leg and hand broken? I said, This girl, not your baby. She said, That won't concern you. Four years, she come and wake you up. Let's go and fetch water. 
You will think it's only for us. We will feel tank. By six thirty, we are filled tank. Then she will carry broom and sweep the whole compound. Then start preparing breakfast. Now, the kind of people we are in the house, when she starts the preparation of breakfast, if that one of us who is around will carry place and start washing to make it. Because we want the food to dump with. Am I talking? You reason. Children with the brain of a steward or sons. You don't train sons carelessly. You pay attention. That father in that parable loved the one who went away because he was a son. Not the other moon. Are we together? Praise God. Like I pointed out, it's an introduction. But if there's something we should pray, it is, Lord, my parents made mistakes. I made mistakes. Give me the heart of a son. Because I want an inheritance. Let me tell you something. Stop being holy. God created you for inheritance. Can I show you something? Do you know you were not designed to carry stress? Why do you think when you allow it to start killing, God did not create you to carry? Let me show you what I mean. Did he create the man before the garden? So he created the garden. So the garden was created for. And inside the garden, he said, when he created man, he said, Behold, everything you need. God did not create you to carry space. Stop letting Satan sing in your ear. You know that nonsense parents told you when you were growing up. My mother told me. And once in a while, life will do like this. Now, life, I don't believe it anymore. Life must continue going like this. Can I end up telling the same story my own parents told? What you believe becomes your reality. Hello? Satan didn't do you anything. What you believe is what becomes your reality. Put your hand on your head. Say, Lord, I'm not created for stress, I'm created for an inheritance. Every wrong thinking in my mind, clear it out of my mind. Oh Lord, give me a new heart. I need the heart of a son to understand chastising, to understand purging, to know that it is a preparation for my inheritance. Begin to talk to the Lord this morning.